0: This is the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for avid readers and passionate fans of gay romance fiction. Each week, we bring you exclusive author interviews, book recommendations, and explore the
1: latest in gay pop culture. Welcome to episode 199 of the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com, and with me as always is my co-host and husband, Will Knauss. Welcome back, everybody. This episode of the podcast is brought to you in part by our remarkable community on Patreon. We'll have more information on how you can join them at the end of the show, along with a sneak peek of what we have coming up for you next week. As we head towards the end of July, we hope everyone has had a uh,
2: fantastic midsummer. Um, I think the dog days of August are
1: going to be <laughs> hitting some of us really, really soon. Yeah, as much as the country is baked in the U.S. and even some of Europe is cooked so far, yeah. um, I can't imagine what August is going to
2: do. So, yes, hopefully you spent the past week indoors reading lots of amazing books. Now, normally this would be the part of the show where we tell you you know, what we've been up to in the last seven days, um, but... We're actually pre-recording this particular episode because uh, as this particular episode goes live, we are still
1: in New York City. Yes, we have uh, done RWA in the past week. We've got some more time in the city while I do some day job stuff and we see some more theater. So we don't have a lot of news this week, but boy, will we have a lot for you next week. Oh, yeah. A whole lot to talk about. High school hockey player, computer whiz,
0: covert agent, Theo Reese's life is split between being a normal teenager and a secret agent who goes by the codename Winger. After years of providing mission support from behind his keyboard, he's thrust into an unexpected world of adventure and danger. In Tracker Hacker, the first book in the Codename Winger series by Jeff Adams, it becomes personal for Theo. As an enemy organization compromises Tactical Operational Support's Agent Tracker System. Among the missing agents, his father. Theo puts his life on the line to stop the hack and rescue his dad. Diverse reader says, Wow, talk about a wild ride from beginning to end. I could not stop reading. Discover the world of Codename Winger with Tracker Hacker. Available in ebook paperback, and
1: audiobook, as narrated by John Solo. Now, just because we've been away for the past week doesn't mean we've got some good books to talk about. I'm going to kick us off with a two-for-one, because why not? Mm -hmm. Um, I have spent the last uh, couple of weeks binging books four and five in the Hazard and Somerset series by Gregory Ash. So I have read Guilt by Association and Reasonable Doubt. And I have done this at the perfect moment because just a couple weeks ago he announced that book six was out on audio. Oh. I know, it's so exciting. Cool. Oh, my God. So let me start by saying that I love both of these books, as I have the entire series. Uh, Gregory turns the screws more with each book, which you should really read in order to make sure you get the maximum impact of this series. The mysteries get more complicated and shocking while the slow-burn romance going on between Emery Hazard and John Henry Somerset gets closer to an inferno. Now, in Guilt by Association, Hazard and Somers have yet another murder on their hands, this time the slimy sheriff Bingham. Now, Bingham loomed large for many reasons in book three, and for him to be the victim this time out was a complete shock to me. And and yet it kind of wasn't because of how messed up things are in Warreda The investigation is hampered by a special investigator who comes to town and sidelines them, making them work on some really minor details in the case. Hazard and Somerset continue to pursue, because of course they do, and soon enough they unravel more corruption and entanglements than we've seen in the series so far. If guilt by association provided the most twisted plot yet, reasonable doubt provided the most disturbing which I have to say caught me off guard because some of what happened in paternity case I didn't think could really be topped in terms of discomfort. Now, John Oscar Walden is the leader of a local cult and he's murdered. Now, his followers believe that he'll be resurrected in three days like Christ. And as such, they're not much interested in helping the police. But as Hazard and Summers dig into this, they discover that they may actually need to protect and save the killer. This book delves deep into what draws people into cults, how members can work to protect each other, and how all of that can get twisted up so badly. And that, along with the religious overtones, made this book more difficult than the others for me. And I did find myself having to put it aside a little bit to recover from some of this. But don't get me wrong, the book was well worth the read, even with some of the angst that it gave me. Now, to discuss some of the things I loved about these two books... I'm gonna go into some spoiler territory, which I usually try to avoid when I talk about the Hazard and Somerset books. So if you want to avoid this, skip ahead maybe two or three minutes and uh, I'll be done by then. Now, first of all, how Gregory manages to keep ratcheting up the tension book to book is mind blowing. I've said it before and it bears repeating that he structures incredible plots and does an amazing job of making every word count and then tying everything together. And that's very much the case in both of these books. Now, towards the end of Guilt by Association and all the way through Reasonable Doubt, Hazard and Summers are finally a couple. Hazard breaks up with Nico, and I can't tell you the happy dance that I (laughs) did when that happened because Nico (laughs) needed to go. And our two detectives can finally be together. Their banter and the way they treat each other shifts in the most amazing way as, as more of the walls between them crumble. And the way that Gregory just started to tweak and evolve that as they finally got their moment to become together, it was like a masterwork in writing to me, how it's all evolved over these books. Now, along with this, Hazard has moments now where he's actually caring for Summers' daughter, Evie. And it is incredible to see this man who has been so prickly reveal this fatherly side. And he becomes one hell of a superhero too, which is all I will say on that, because I don't want to get too, too spoilery, but if you've read it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and if you haven't, you certainly will. We get more about Hazard's past in these books, too, and it's really terrible how he was treated as a teenager, which we already knew, but it comes far more into focus here. And we understand how that has made him into the man that he is. Details on his past relationships before he came into, came to Walrata also get told. There are revelations, too, that are far more shocking around Summers and how much he has really deeply cared for Hazard all these years. Now, to Gregory's credit, he's withheld these details until these books because it's the perfect reveal here. And I think some, some other authors would have just dumped all this out, even in the very first book, just so that you, we, the reader, knew everything about these characters. But getting it now really shows what an incredible storyteller he is. We also get the very treat of Hazard's father showing up in reasonable doubt. You really see where Hazard gets that bristly side that he's got. There's a heated discussion between these two, but where their relationship ended up proved one of the most unexpected twists across the entire series to date. Now, I always say that Tristan James gives an outstanding voice to this series, and it's the same here. In particular, some of the voices of the cult members and Reasonable Doubt gave me chills. And the characterization of Hazard's dad was perfect. Now, I plan to dive into Book 6, Criminal Past, in the, ne- in the next few weeks, so you're not done hearing me talk about Gregory <laughs> Ash on this show. Even more exciting, because as if Book 6 wasn't enough on audio, this week he had revealed that he will be releasing a seventh Hazard and Somerset book this fall. Yay! <laughs> so, yes, I completely... I don't even need to say I recommend these two books. I just recommend the entire Hazard and Somerset series if you're not on that bandwagon yet. Absolutely. 100% go get those books. Now, in a weird twist this week, you actually picked up a book that connects to a series that I have been also binging of late. Mm-hmm. And uh, But you also, because it's July and, you know, Christmas in July... You got a holiday tale for us as well oh yeah uh, <laughs> i
2: i will never not exploit an opportunity to read a christmas book uh so that's what i did this past week i read deck the halls by max walker and this story is part of his Stonewall Investigation series and acts as kind of a bridge to the spin spinoff Stonewall Investigations Miami. And it's worth noting that I haven't read either of these series, as Jeff mentioned. Um, Deck the Halls is built as a standalone story, and I can assure you that it does indeed stand perfectly well all by itself. So, let's get into the story. Sassy, nice guy Andrew is the office manager at Stonewall Investigations in New York City. And when his marriage kind of uh, essentially implodes, the only thing he has to look forward to this holiday season are divorce proceedings. Um, That's when Declan Covington walks into the office, and it is lust at first sight. Uh, After some flirting, Declan proposes that Andrew accompany him on holiday. Because um, Declan, he's going to be the only member of his family without a significant other in attendance at the yearly Christmas gathering. And if Andrew agrees to play his boyfriend for the week, it'll take some of the family pressure off him and it'll give Declan a chance to cheer up the irresistible Andrew. Um, Thank boyfriends for the win. One and of my and favorite things ever. <laughs> and poor Andrew.
1: Because Andrew's such a sweetie.
2: He is. He's super sweet. The story uh, then moves to the grandly elegant Covington family estate, which is indeed festooned in grandly elegant holiday finery. It's bananas. Completely over the top. Festooned
1: in finery. Well done. It is
2: crazy. Uh, Declan and Andrew have a private guest house all to themselves, and it's not long before they realize that they're going to want to make this fake relationship to be, uh, shall we say, consummated underneath the mistletoe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Andrew is a hit with most of Declan's family, with the exception of his stepfather and his uh, super rich and snobby step-siblings. After a romantic horseback ride and a hookup in a luxury treehouse and a blowjob in a barn that has been transformed into a candy cane forest, our heroes finally get down to the business of solving the big mystery. Um, Because after all, there must have been a reason for Declan to show up as Stonewall Investigations in the first place, right?
1: Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't even (laughs) thought about
2: that. Like, he just wandered in to see Andrew. (laughs) Declan's mother has been misplacing expensive pieces of jewelry, and no one has been able to explain the mysterious disappearances. Um, And Declan has his suspicions about the thefts, but it's Andrew using his deductive instincts and some tricks that he's picked up while working at Stonewall. Uh, He's the one who finally cracks the case. Our heroes solve a crime, and they get their happily ever after, and they start their brand new life in Miami, where Andrew is going to manage the new branch office of Stonewall Investigations. Oh, guys, I really love this story so very much. Um, I really struggled to come up with anything else to say. I mean, it's obvious from the beginning that Andrew and Declan are going to be fantastic together because they have that sort of... um that intangible it factor that um, kind of chemistry on the page and i think max walker should be commended because creating characters that are so engaging and and the the type of people that leap off the page is not something that every author can Mm -hmm. do um there's definitely heat and sexual tension from the first moment our heroes meet but even after they've had sex they still got that chemistry and that humor and the undeniable feeling the reader gets when these two people are like supposed to be together that they're like meant to be so i really loved andrew and deck's story i think it's a really wonderful worthwhile read no matter the time of year
1: so i highly recommend deck the halls it's good y'all i'm gonna have to pick that up because i need the bridge book anyway before i start reading the miami books Mm -hmm. uh now i have to ask from the mystery standpoint yes max Much like Gregory, really can construct some disturbing, intense mysteries. Does Andrew get mixed up in that, or is it more the cozy variety for him? This is far more of the cozy variety. I didn't
2: really even get into the... Like all of the members of the extended family, um, Max Walker has created a really funny and hilarious group of secondary characters. It's kind of a more like a an Agatha Christie cozy mystery situation mm. where everyone has gathered for the holidays, and then Andrew has to like suss out who's the one who's been taking these jewels. Okay. Um. So it's 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 very romantic and a whole lot of fun.
1: That's awesome. I'm a little jealous you've read a Max Walker book, but I have not (laughs) now. Now, remember, everyone, if you want more details on the books or anything else we mentioned in this episode, simply go to the show notes page for episode 199 at BigGayFictionPodcast.com. I think that'll
2: do it for this week's show, everyone. Uh, just a quick reminder that we have a Patreon page. You can help support the Big Gay Fiction Podcast with a monthly pledge through Patreon. The additional support of our super fans helps pay for the cost of producing and distributing this show. Joining is super easy, and you'll get special access to monthly bonus episodes, the opportunity to ask questions of our upcoming guests, and lots more. For all the details, simply go to Patreon.com/slash/BigGayFictionPodcast. Now, coming up next week, we have a landmark episode—episode episode 200. Everyone, uh, we'll be recapping our RWA uh, experience and talking about some of the shows that we saw while we were in NYC. Uh, plus, we've got a very special announcement. Yes, it's going to be an exciting week next week, talking mm. about all that good stuff. Yeah, I can't wait. I hope you'll all show up. Guys, remember, no matter where life takes you, the journey will always be sweeter when you have a book. Until next time, everyone, please keep turning those pages
0: and keep reading. For detailed show notes and links to everything discussed in this episode, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday at all major podcast distributors. You can also find us on YouTube. I'm Derek McLean. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.